What's up, everybody? You're listening to Where's My 40 Acres, the Boob Tube podcast. And this week, we're reviewing the blackest show on television right now. FX is on Atlanta. Shout out to Donald Glover, man. I mean, how would you know you were alive unless you knew you were God? My boy hooked you up. He made you the lemon pepper joints, but these got the sauce on them. Life itself is but a series of close calls. Yo, what is good, everybody? You are listening to Where's My 40 Acres Podcast, and this is the Atlanta Review. We're back to talk about Atlanta Season 3, Episode 5. Cancer attack. <laughs> if somebody take your money or your phone and they leave and you find out that nigga left because they had a cancer attack, you would go beat that nigga down too probably because that's like, what? I don't think that's how cancer works. Even though it continuously is attacking your body, I don't think you just be having a cancer. I'm in a cancer attack. Down now on one. Put a wet towel under my head. Like, what, what are you talking about? fucking cancer this, attack. This is the episode of the season that will make people, like, if you forgot that we can do comedy, <laughs> we we can do comedy. Oh, yeah. Yes. But also, like, this oh, subtle character development. Like, yeah, still- this is probably the heaviest episode this season with the lightest... I- I mean, like I, I don't. I, when I, I see heavy for the characters, right? For the main characters. Well, yeah, that's what I say. I think it's the yeah. most. Personal. Yeah. I think it's the most personal. Al, oh, absolutely. 100%. It's not for just for Al character. though. Like they spread, they spread this episode. All right, so let's get into this. So, uh, in this episode, quick synopsis: Paperboy is doing a show at Budapest, and it's this, this haunted venue, and he loses his fucking phone, and they need to find his phone. And Darius wants to go on a journey throughout this building to find these hidden rooms to see what's going he on. He somehow with came up with a fucking blueprint for the building blueprint. with no explanation whatsoever. But I'm not sure this nigga realized they actually did go on a journey to find Paperboy's phone. This whole episode is a journey to find a fucking phone. So let's just um let's just jump into this. Uh shit. Earn is basically doing his manager shit at this fest at this at the start of this festival. Or at the start of this show. And he they they open up the episode by having you follow this coffee guy, right? Who has four cups of coffee, he's doing his coffee run thing. He walks right past his fucking security guard, okay? Ern is uh talking to Paperboy in the room or whatever. Or is talking to a guy about them getting the wrong shit from what is that called? Ginger Mike? ale instead of ginger beer. What is it what is it called in your contract when you do shit like that? A writer is what that's called. Right. right. And he, they told him specifically they want ginger beer. They fill up the room with ginger yeah. ale. He's like, I, I need mean, to fix that. That's a as, a, as a ginger beer lover, it's a completely different beverage. Completely different. Like, so he's like, yo, I need you to fix that. And the guy's like, at first the guy's like argumentative, but he's like, oh shit, I didn't realize we fucked that up. My bad. Yep, we'll fix it. And Ern goes to walk back out to meet with the security team to talk about, like, I guess the this, this setup for the stage, like the flash photography rules, everything like that for the venue. He walks past the same security guard that this 
white guy walked past and he's coughing and white and the security guard stops him and it's like yo i need to check your badge again i need to look at the list i need to figure out who you are and he's like nigga i'm the one who's running managing this whole show tonight and you've seen he's like, me he's like, times. i'm gonna be in and out a lot like a whole lot let me talk to y'all real quick let me pause for the cause to talk about michael's life and why security guards like this are the bane of my fucking existence bro i've had this interaction this exact same interaction dozens of times in my career and it is never not the most annoying shit in the whole world it's like first of all nigga like of the people running around backstage only like three of us are black so put two and two together and use some deductive reasoning second of all this is already the second time i've seen you so if you're really gonna secure some shit maybe pay attention to faces as well like mm-hmm. i've almost gotten into fist fights with security over this type of shit after like the fourth time this motherfucker is trying to check for my badge and I got shit to do. And mm-hmm. man, I can relate on the most visceral level. <laughs> I hate it so much. By the way, um, if you are watching this on Hulu or if you're looking these episodes up on Wikipedia, specifically look at the quotes or I guess like Oh, the little oh, the episode quotes are hilarious. Yeah. Yes, they're so good because every time. The one for this episode is Sometimes shows just be over my head acting fake deep. Where's the poop joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, it so was, there was one in this episode. I can't remember if, they, if, if they've done this before, but like when I, re- I remember when I read it this season, it instantly reminded me of like Rick and Morty. Yes. Because all yeah. their, all their um, episodes and subtitles. Like that. Yeah. Well, what exactly. made it, what made it funny for me was I was watching this on Hulu and I was like, is that a fucking comic? Can you leave comments? For shows now on Hulu? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then I realized that was part of the like annotation for the show. I'm like, okay. But back to this, because I, I, I know people missed this. I know they fucking missed it because I didn't see anyone talking about it when I went to look at the uh, to look at Twitter timeline and look at the hashtag for the show. So Ern gets to the security guard, he gives him the fucking third degree or whatever, and then he looks at his face like, I guess I can let you go, nigga. And he does. Ern walks around him to the right let's say Ern's coming out he bears to the right and all, he goes to see security, security guards all the other security guards waiting for Ern. this is the only security guard who does not own what Ern is and Ern yeah. is like the head nigga in charge of you security guards okay I, this is what i'm brandon what i'm telling you this has happened to me it's always not the whole security team it's always one motherfucker who's like this so Ern walks with them it's just the one and Ern is explaining to them hey we need flash no flash photography for the first three songs Typical shit. Uh, it's I'm all aware of all this. Stuff. You know, you photograph you know how they do. Yep. He even says something like, and make sure security is on point because I've seen a lot of people just kind of walking around here. We don't want anyone to just be able to walk in. And literally and at this exactly moment, what literally at that moment, the guy that they end up talking to Wiley at the end of the episode walks right past the fucking security guard that just checked Ern and gave him the third degree and walks into the venue. Yep. He doesn't even have a fucking VIP badge on either. He just walks nope. right past him. And of course, at that moment, you don't know who that guy is. But of later course, on. But still. Okay. So that, that joke is, again, that, that part was so funny to me because, like, that happening, like you said, him turning and, like, a group of four people instantly recognizing him and be like, right. hey, man, you know what I mean? Like, as he's, like, two steps away <laughs> from the guy who's been grilling him. Bro, stupid, just stupid. Uh, so they cut the paper. We cut the paper boy and Darius, and Darius is basically laying this blueprint down of the building. He's telling paper boy, "Hey, I found this blueprint. 
we can go on. I got an adventure that we can go on, nigga. And he, there, I was like, where the fuck did you even get those blueprints? Never mind. I don't even want to fucking know, bro. I don't even want to know where you got this shit from. And they're sitting in there with Socks, who is still with them on this tour for whatever fucking reason. And Socks asked them after this, do you want to go to the strip club? And both of these niggas is the most comical UK fucking act, British actors, just <laughs> tear British strip clubs apart. And so they it's say a hundred pounds to get in, but there's no titties. <laughs> sprinkle me, sprinkle, he said sprinkle, sprinkle me, daddy. Sprinkle me. <laughs> this shit was so bad, but it was so good. Oh, it was incredible. And um, yeah, so you know, um, oh my guy is. Dog, that whole scene was stupid. It was delightful. It's fucking ridiculous. Aaron walks in, and he's like, you know, hey, I need y'all to break this up. We got to do the meet and greet with the cancer kid. It's like the Dream Foundation or something like that. And the kid yeah. comes in, of course, and he's he's talking to him or whatever. Yeah, that pure white Hennessy. He was about to say Nigga. he sent the kid away with a bottle of Henny White. And the parents just let him. <laughs> you would take this. Like the parents, just, the parents just let him. <laughs> just let him that was the funny part. The parents just like, off with it. And the parents are like, Yeah, cool. This is very good. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, boy's very is... generous addition. Now, while this is going on, Ern is trying to figure out what the fuck happened to Van, who they haven't seen in like a week at this point. She's just MIA, not responding to text messages, just gone. Okay. Been ignoring his shit. So he's a bit worried, but also he has to manage this show. So Comes back to the room. He tells them, yo, Paperboy's got to get ready for this concert. Yada, yada, yada. And Paperboy, at this point, they're having a conversation. Now, I did notice that Paperboy did put his phone on the table. Um, They were yes. having this conversation, and Paperboy is essentially trying to connect with Earn because I don't think he has the same relationship with Earn now that he had when he was now demanding. Now fucking tour manager. Like, there's a well, big difference because at that job, you have to work so much all the time. And you but can just, like, kick it. So. I, I, think, I think what he wanted, what he kept demanding that Earn do, nigga, know what I want before I want it, know how to handle my shit. He has that from Earn now. Yes. And he doesn't he does. want that because there's no personal connection between him and his family anymore. Right. right. He doesn't exactly. have that. So he's trying to connect with Earn, and Earn is in Earn's oh. mindset. Like, Earn has to make sure all of this shit is straight. Earn has to fix all the problems that come up. Earn has to find Van because she's fucking lost. You know, is he's got a lot of shit going on too. Like in one episode, he was literally sick and still had to walk around fixing shit. Like this is his job now. And I think the focusing, giving him something to do, has kind of helped him get out of the rut that he was in the first two episodes. Where he this nigga kind of felt worthless. And now he's not worthless. Now he's important. So, you know, especially to 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 Paperboy's career. But Paperboy is kind of in his feelings or whatever. So and he hasn't really talked to Aaron about what's been going on with him, which we find out later in the episode. He's kind of been keeping all this shit in, it seems. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Aaron runs out. He goes to handle business or whatever. They go to get ready for the show. Nigga. Okay. Darius is doing a DMX prayer before this show starts, right? Like that. He sure is. Okay. To the rap gods, specifically. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that part. I didn't, but... No. Yeah, he said rap gods. I normally don't yeah. like ask yeah. for your help or whatever. <laughs> Not regular guys. And, rap and guys. It's, it's funny because it feels like this is their routine. Yes. Right. Every but show. It, right. <laughs> now, as this is happening, 
Uh, but because this, it's Darius, it could also just be the first time he just decided he was going to do this. <laughs> this is true. But as the as as the show is starting, they look out on stage and they see a white guy like yelling, "It's Paperboy!" Yes, it's Paperboy! Paperboy! And and Ernest, like the fuck, he yells at him to get the fuck <laughs> off the stage. Now, question: Did anybody see socks in this scene? No, no, I did not. Okay, I'm gonna bring that up later. So, um, Wiley or whoever this white boy is, he goes running off stage, right? And Paperboy goes out. And he starts the show and he does his thing. And Atlanta has been doing this since the first season. But I love the fact that when Paperboy goes out to perform, it is clearly Childish Gambino who is rapping, and their voices don't sound anything alike whatsoever. But like, wait, I'm so who is that? You said that is not fucking. That is no, it's definitely not Brian. That is Michael Donald Brian Glover Brian rapping. It sounds like Donald Glover rapping. It's not yes, Donald. It it's does. Steven. Okay, For like, sure. it's it definitely is, his writing. I thought. I, I guarantee I, you that. I honestly thought it was uh, Steven. It's might it might be Steven, but it's it might not be because it sounds it's, like Donald. But probably it's not either. Brian Tyree Henry. That's for nah, sure. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Completely different voices. But uh, yeah, so, so I was like, is he just like waiting for the track to drop and then he gonna start rapping? But that was the end of the scene. But yeah. man, Darius dancing was nigga. Like, oh, what? Darius dancing. <laughs> who, who is Darius oh, shooting, bro? He, does he even know the words? He does know the words because he's mouthing them. It's he so does work. Yeah, he was shooting at the right part of the song. But my god, that shit was hilarious. It, that was the, the funniest the, part of the whole episode. The position of him doing all of that, and then um, Donald Glover's character like. Like Ern just sitting there calmly rapping the words. Yes. Yes. Like just that juxtaposition. But Stupid. the boy, the freedom in that dance from Darius. Yes. Woo! It's just a <laughs> I lot. was happy for him. It was <laughs> it brought, a lot. It brought a smile to my face. So they cut back after the show and Ern walks in the room and everybody every everybody's just running around. It's chaos and they're flipping, you know, couch cushions and everything. And he's like, what the fuck? And they're like, you know, I can't paperboy lost his phone. And he's like, fuck. Well, you know, we can just get you another phone. And Paperboy's like, nah, bro, it's not about the phone. It's about what's on the fucking phone. So they start having a discussion trying to deduce who might have taken the phone, right? And the first name they bring up is the cancer kid. And Darius makes the, you know, he logical thing. Like, yo, if you could steal your favorite rapper's phone, like, wouldn't you? If you're especially if you're their biggest fan, like, that's some shit. That's a trophy. So yeah. they're like, fuck, let's check to see if Cancer Kid is still here. And he calls over the intercom or he calls over the walkies. Like, has anybody got eyes on Cancer Kid? <laughs> and they tell him he was rushed out of there because of a cancer attack. And Ernest's like, a cancer? What the fuck? That's not a real thing. And he goes running out to go catch him, catches him. And he's in this. And for some reason, he catches them in the most awkward position. It's when everybody's watching him roll this kid out on a stretcher yeah, to the ambulance. He's fully. He's fully coming out with with EMTs and everything, like. And he's like, I gotta ask this dying cancer kid if he stole a phone from his favorite rapper during his Dream <laughs> Foundation meet. That's not gonna sound good at all, no matter nope. how I put it. So he just randomly starts checking old boy's blanket and his pockets, and yeah, <laughs> yeah you gotta talk about the first part. He's like, the little kid pulls the oxygen away. No. No, it y'all do that. It's okay. It is for paper, boy. I will do anything to help him out. <laughs> that nigga. He said, "I have to do this." To a forty-year-old man from World War Two. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this. This is for paper, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even know what it is yet. Oh, the 
Oh, the, the, the audacity to have a cancer attack. No. <laughs> Nigga, the cancer weight attack. and the wisdom that that old that I, I was like, why this little boy done been through stuff? Like, right, he just seen I, it all, man. How did acting put so much into that scene, bro? <laughs> that look, it was acting. He was on that <laughs> so shit. So much weight on that scene. He was like, nah. Yeah, no. so Earn, uh, get the, the father flips out when he realizes that Earn is patting him down and he's right. like, get away. And Earn's like, Earn my bad, my just bad. Asked, have you seen a phone? Like, Earn nope. could have just asked, like, he, he could have whispered like, it or something, bro. You know, can I just, he didn't even have to say, did you take it? Just have you seen it? That's all he has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misplaced, Paperboy misplaced his phone. He, yeah, I know he handed you some stuff. Maybe his phone was in the stuff he handed you. Did he happen to do that by accident? There you go. Was it in that Hennessy right. bottle that we gave y'all? Which, by right. the way, where's the Hennessy <laughs> bottle now? Same color, you know? Yeah. Right. Bottle. By the way, yeah, I need a swig of that anyway. Yeah. Let me Ooh, that that anyway, the truth. So, yeah, he goes back and he tells Paperboy, hey, he, didn't, he doesn't have it. So then Sox is like, what about the guy? What about the, the stage manager or whatever? The, 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 the runner or whatever you call him. And Ern's like the unprofessional motherfucker out on the stage. And he's like, during the show, and he's like, yeah, that guy, that guy, he's suspicious. He's this, and he's that, da, 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 da. And the, the, the reason I asked was Sox. Did y'all see Sox in that scene where Wiley was on that stage? Is because why did Sox drop his name? When you immediately go to him, and I don't remember seeing Sox around him when that scene happened. I'm not saying that I mean, Sox couldn't have been there, I guess. I mean, the only thing we know is is he could have saw him, you know, because he did walk back there before. Mm-hmm. Like we know when Aaron came out to talk to security, like after the, after that part, he walks in the back, right? So you know, not knowing what we know at the end of the episode, like it could have been he, you know, he could have just found somebody convenient. Initially, I thought he was talking about the dude that was the ginger ale uh, guy. He was talking to, yeah, the ginger. I thought that's who. He was that's talking what about. I thought, right? Because there's some stuff that Ern says later in the episode about how I had a conversation with, you know, I was talking to him about this. He asked Wiley, like, "Why were you asking all these questions about this and about that?" And I was like, "That's not in this episode, though. Like that, those scenes that Ern is referencing, those interactions didn't happen. So it's very easy to mix up the ginger ale guy." with Wiley because that's who I thought they were talking about until I went back and watched the episode again and I realized those are two completely different people. So yes. how would they have gotten Especially them mixed up? The, the the first part the first time you watch the episode, they're counting on you not paying attention to these people. Right. You know. So it just it's just yeah. awkward, right? But okay, so they're like, well maybe Wiley took it. They go talk to the guy who is I don't I don't know who this is who that what is that guy, Mike? Like who is the guy that they 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 uh, settle in at the end of the night with. Oh, folk. Uh, yeah, he's basically the venue manager. Okay. Or show promoter. What? Probably both, but not necessarily. He says he was filling in for the show promoter or whatever as well. Like this wasn't his regular thing. Right. Okay. So yeah, he uh, Earn goes to settle up with him and is also like, hey, you know, an artist lost a phone in your venue. We kind of need to find it. We think this guy, this runner guy, took it or whatever. Come to find out, folks, is like, oh, the young kid in the blue jacket, that's my uh, nephew, Wiley. And we find out later that Wiley's his nephew by marriage. And he hasn't by seen marriage. him. By marriage. And he hasn't seen him in 15 years. <laughs> he don't know shit about Wiley. Don't know Wiley. He don't know a damn thing about Wiley. Wiley bro. might not be his nephew. He, he doesn't know nothing about this. He, he know the nigga named Wiley. He tells him to call Wiley. And he's like, I can't call Wiley because I don't have his number. So you don't have your nephew's number. Well, no. 
He's okay. my nephew from marriage. <laughs> I have his father's I have number. His, I have his father's number. Okay, cool. Call his father. Oh, but it's too late to call him. He said, how about this? I'll call the rigger that he was supposed to be interviewing with and get his resume. Maybe his information's on there. And I was like, cool. No, he just went to call the rigger. Ern just found the resume. Okay. I don't think folk ever came back to him with the number. I, he, I don't know if he, he I didn't. Fox gave him their resume. No, they no, had Ern the resume. picked it up off the table. Yeah, Ern the had office. the resume. But yeah, he was like, he would get he would call the rigger to get the resume to get the information. And then Ern is like, that's when Ern hits him with the, he's he's like, do you want me to do this now? And Ern was like, yes. Like, we've been having this whole conversation about the urgency of finding this phone. <laughs> <laughs> we have to leave tomorrow. We got cities to tour in. We don't have time to wait to call people when they wake up. Please give us the number. Thank you. They get the they get the resume. They get the number. So they call this person on the phone. He answers the phone, and this motherfucker is acting like he don't know what concert they talking about. He was just at on stage hyping up Paperboy. You mean the rap right. presentation? Huh. I I, I think I remember that. I think I remember that. And he's oh. like. And then Socks, they they try to talk to him about, hey, you know, we lost the phone, da da da, and Socks snatches the phone and goes full white Liam Neeson on it and starts talking about we are down with the mob we're part I'm part of the paperboy team we we know people we'll kill you we'll kill you and they snatch the phone back like the fuck is wrong with you and paperboy is like hey man we're not gonna really kill you that white boy is tripping um (laughs) can maybe just come back to the venue we can talk have a drink I'll I'll share a ginger beer with you and then you know we can find my phone but he hangs up and they flip out on socks. They like the fuck was that socks? Like right. Nigga, also the, the white, the white uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson's part is like nigga. What? <laughs> They're like nigga. Liam Neeson is white. What are you talking about, Samuel Jackson? <laughs> I, just, I, I, I I thought that was weird because they were like nigga. You already white, so you can't be the white Liam Neeson. Like no, I would just no. I'd love it because like Will, Liam Neeson is already white. Like you were. So you just can't say white Liam Neeson. That's all you can say. Right. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Uh, um, so so they come, they cut, we cut back from commercial or whatever, and Ern comes in the room. He's like, yo, dude showed up. So they go to talk to him and folks who is in folks' office. Um, now, did anybody look at the time in this episode? Because they kept showing the clock. Throughout this episode, I knew, the, I knew the clock was on the back wall, but I was paying it. I, I I may be wrong, but I feel like all of this took place over like twenty minutes. And I'm I, again, I'm not sure because I couldn't read the hands very well, but it felt like this all took place over like twenty minutes. But I felt like it was longer. It was supposed to be longer than twenty minutes. So it just interested, kind of interesting to me. So they go in and they talk yeah. to Wiley, and Wiley is. Like, what type of phone was it? Was it a Samsung phone? Was it an iPhone? Uh, was it a phone you call people on? And at this point, they're like, this guy's fucking with us, right? And he is. This he is, is one of the better interrogation scenes I've seen in a long time. He is. Out of a place, I wasn't expecting to see it. Absolutely fucking with them because Ern is asking him questions at first. And my man starts quoting Paperboy lyrics from an unreleased paperboy tape that was on his phone because Darius and them don't believe in the cloud so none of his shit was backed up to the cloud it was only on his phone it's conspiracy jones over here 
Yeah. <laughs> and Al is trying to restrain himself because this motherfucker is clearly taunting him, letting him know that he does have the phone, that he has had the phone, or heard what was on the phone at some point. Right. So that's when Ern takes him out in the hallway. He's like, he explains to him what just happened. I mean, that's when that's when Al takes him out in the hallway. And he explains what just happened, and Al's like, "Yo, he's fucking with me. He's fucking with me about my phone. He's fucking with me about my music. Like, this isn't cool." Um, they were hit with that, that good cop, that bad good cop, cop, bad cop, which they never got into, by the way. They never Dejected actually started. Cop, I think was what uh, Darius said. That's what he said, but they they never actually got into the good cop, bad cop shit. Because, nah, because Wiley fucking thrashed it. Like, he started asking him questions again. He threw another Yo, wrench in that conversation. I told you this was the best interrogation seed I've seen, <laughs> and it didn't cover yes. any type of, like, any type of police movie or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So they go in and they sit down to do this good cop, bad cop shit, and Wiley asks Earn, hey, he will first Earn gives him a Coke, which... <laughs> classic like TV show classic, cop classic interrogation shit. Cop. <laughs> but then Wiley asked for a cigarette. Which he has never smoked before in his life. Why do people smoke this? It's terrible. That shit was ridiculous. Wiley was like, if y'all going to play the game, I'll play with y'all. What I thought was funny, though, when he handed Wiley the Coke, Wiley went, oh my God, thank you. I love a Coke. (laughs) He's very thrilled about this fucking Coke. Like he'd been in there for eight hours waiting to get something to drink and eat. Uh, And Ern starts trying to talk to him, but Wiley cuts him off and he's like, your accent is different from Paper's boys. And he's like, yeah. He said, huh. Anybody ever tell you you sound white? Yes, actually. He says, huh. They kind of make you feel alienated from the team. Kind of like you did when I heard that. Oh, you you lose the control of the conversation. Yeah, it's a wrap. You know who he reminded, Wiley reminded me of with the way he was like casually doing this shit was uh, Hans Lander from Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he was evil like that, but he did remind me of that in that jovial way that he was just like fucking with their minds. But this is a callback, in my opinion, to how Sox acted on the phone with that whole I'm down with the Paperboy team. I'm part of the team, which then if you jump forward later on when he almost says, man, I'm going to kill this nigga. And he actually doesn't say nigga because he's not a nigga. Why Sox is trying to be part of the group. From the conversation about the strip club shit where he got clowned to what we find out at the end of the episode with him having this phone to just trying to help them find this person by creating, being an agent of fucking chaos and making himself important and part of the team. And this question to come from Wiley to Derek to, to, to earn at this point is not only interesting because of that, but it's also interesting because that's something that struggled that Ern struggled with the first two seasons when trying to connect with Paperboy and with the industry shit in general is the fact that he doesn't sound like he belongs or fits or is part of the team. The that part when he almost said nigga and they were all like they were all out there right before they went to Rue. So he was about to say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, just all just like, yeah, yeah, we heard. Yeah. Yeah, that nigga almost called me a nigga. <laughs> it's always like, I just want to make sure, make sure we all on the same page. We all heard right. the same thing. Yeah, that nigga's done extremely. But uh, he, you know, they, they, they basically get nothing out of Wiley. And uh, Wiley, they, what, why did they ask Wiley for what phone number? Because I didn't, there was a point where he gave them Paperboy's phone number. 
instead of whatever phone number they asked him. Yeah. For. What was that for? I can't remember why why they even asked him for the phone number. Because he asked for the phone number because he wanted to call his lawyer, is what he said. Okay. Yeah, and they were like, you can call whoever you want. And, and they were like, like, what's the phone number? They are like, you're right. Yeah. Nigga, that's my phone like, Yeah, what phone number? And then he, and then he said, Paperboy's phone number. Paperboy was like, what the fuck? As soon as he started off with 404 and you saw Ern's face drop, like, nigga, 404. Yep. Come on, bro. Yeah, so um, Wiley is fucking with them, and they Paperboy threatens to kill him, and that's when he farts because he can't contain his bowels when he's scared. Hilarious. Yeah, um, I feel like he did that on purpose just to make it a, a cop and a funny interrogation. Because so I have a genuine question about this, and this might you know we might want to double back on this once we get to the end of the recap, but okay. Do y'all think Wiley is just awkward or he actually has something to do with it? I think Wiley's a ghost. Interesting. I don't, I don't think he's real. Twan, what do you think? Oh, I saw Riley I saw Riley as real. I saw him as a as a as a real big paperboy fan. But do you think he stole the phone or had anything to do with it? No. So you then, think it was all socks. So then socks how like, how did he know or vice versa? So then how did he know? About stuff that was unreleased. The only I thing, mean, how did Tupac get strangled by a like <laughs> condom in Amsterdam? It's a but, completely different you know situation, like, sir. This is Atlanta, but also I had the same question. Well, now what he said was what people said he was old shit on the phone. He said right? unreleased. He said yeah. shit he didn't release. But I, I well, like, he said he talked about it in some raps, but those things he was talking about, he didn't release. He didn't release them. When he sat down with, when he sat down with, the he's talking about the uh, going post. He was talking, about, he was talking about his early, early shit. That's what I thought he yes. was a fan. He talked about his early, early shit. No, no, no. That's what, fan, no, no. That's just... what, that's what Wiley was talking about when they sat down for the personal conversation. But the lyrics that he quoted to Paperboy were on his phone. They were, there was stuff that I think he would say he didn't did release. Say something about he rapped about it. It wasn't like a direct quote. He but said, he rapped about it. He said, I rapped about it, but it was unreleased. He said, the shit is on my phone. It would be. It would make. It wouldn't matter if, it, if. Listen, if Wiley rapped lyrics that were on an old mixtape that was released, that would be no proof that he had the phone because he could have heard the mixtape anywhere if it was released. But if the mixtape was never released and those, those lyrics and those songs were only on Paperboy's phone, then that means Wiley had the phone. That's why Paperboy flipped the fuck out because he's quoting lyrics from songs that Paperboy did not release. I I'm look I'm not saying all I'm saying is like I think he was a fan, and the the lyrics of his song was almost like when a fan talks about that having that feeling about somebody and then losing it. That's that's a that's a separate conversation. That's the second conversation. That's not the first conversation no, I mean, where he no, posted I'm, lyrics. What, what, I'm not saying that like the, what I'm saying that 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 was my overall thing of him. He's the fan. Like that was just. I never looked at him like he was a ghost. Oh, like I'm, a, yeah, we're we're, di- we're having two. Di- we're talking about two different things. That's all I'm saying. Like you're talking about that you think he was a big fan. I don't disagree that he was a fan. Yeah, that's why I don't think. He, that's why I don't think he was a ghost. I just I think, think he was a ghost. Person. No, I don't think he was a ghost either. I was just saying, did he steal it or not? Is my point. I think he was a ghost I'm because he knew that. shit that he shouldn't have known if he hadn't had the phone. That's what I'm saying. Nah, I, like he yeah, didn't have the phone. I think he's just a nigga. I mean. That still didn't explain to me how he knew those lyrics on that phone. Then I mean, 
look, I don't explain half the shit on this show. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> that's like, a fair point. I need it. also Darius is constantly pushing this. This place is haunted thing, and there are rooms in here that people don't know. Da, da, da. I'm like, there's a ghost. There's a whole like dark element to this whole episode, right? Spooky element. So I think Wiley's a ghost, which would explain why he walked past security guard in the beginning. And the security guard didn't even look up. Well, they explained that by saying like he had an interview there. I understand. That. I understand that. Also, that's what they said. Wiped, you know, we already established. That's the that's the part that I was thinking was the dead giveaway. I understand, I understand that. That's what they said, and I get that. But I was like, is it because he's white, or is it because he's a ghost and he's white? <laughs> also, he says the paperboy, "Thank you for seeing me." I'm like, nigga, how long has it been since another person has seen you? If to be ghost, fair, man, folks don't know what he looked like at all or anything about him, it seems. Maybe he died 15 years ago. Bruh, in juvie. <laughs> but every, but everybody's seeing this ghost, though. No, no I know. No, I know. no, 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 no. Everybody in Everybody's this moment is seeing this ghost. But I don't even know if folks a real person either. Because folk doing some weird <laughs> shit in this episode. Everybody, everybody, everybody goes now. Only the black Atlanta people. Season three. Bro, everybody goes. At one point, at one point, like folks know socks real. At one point, well, socks is real because that he, he's I real. I know, but who who is he interacting because with other than the cat? Socks has been in two different places now. He chased that poor Asian that, woman what, down. Ghosts can't move. <laughs> well, no, not if you haunt in a Budapest venue where rappers be at. He might not be able to move. That's why he was able to come back so fast because he never left because he a ghost. Yeah. He'd be ghost, stuck there. I want, I want, I want him to be a ghost. Also, that his was, resume, was, also so his bad. resume is fake. Like my niggas say, he lived in Cirque du Soleil, so the nigga is fake. Like he's a ghost. <laughs> it's just Wiley's a ghost, man. That's why I feel Wiley's a ghost. <laughs> Wiley said he texts folk to bring him a guitar, but I ain't see Wiley pull out a phone and nothing. Folk just he, he pulled it out of his pocket and. Oh. Took a little quick thing off. Yeah, oh, I, just, right I did not see him send a text to anybody. Yeah, no, he did. Uh, I saw. Man, I think ghost, I saw. Man. Did he? No, nah, I think he's a ghost still. I still, I still think he's a ghost. He's a thirty-eight-year-old ghost who everybody thinks is nineteen. Um, the song that you're talking about, yes, that was, that was self-reflection onto Paperboy, which again is why I think he's a ghost because he's all of in Paperboy's psyche right now. Like, he knows what this man's been going through. He had a song prepared to fully explain that he understood that. Hey, you thought this was the shit that you wanted. You followed your hero, and now, like, you're in the limelight. You got everything you want, and you never realized you needed less, like, or wanted less, because this is just too much. Like, this ain't the shit you thought you wanted, bro. Especially for doing something every day that Paperboy even says he ain't never, he wasn't really into rapping like that. But it was a way out. So he did it. And now that he's out, he don't know what's good and what's bad anymore, because I feel like, and I feel like that's got to be real for a lot of people who hit like stardom you've been you've been talking about this stuff that you look down on or that you thought was negative like but now when you go places white people throw themselves at you you know you get money for doing bullshit you can waste money on bullshit when you came from struggling or whatever like all of the things you might have looked down on you you kind of have the privilege to embrace now and it's like what is good and what is bad what is who are you now Cause you kind of lose yourself in all of that shit. Right. Which is why my man having writer's block. You can't, he ain't been able to spit shit for seven months. I do need some clarity. He said he recorded him. He said the read the real reason he need that phone back is because he recorded something on the dock. 
Now, did he mean they did like a sound test and he did something and he made it? Did, did, was he saying that he came up with a new song or that he just finally heard himself through his own music while doing like a sound check? He was just basically saying that he has he found some inspiration that he'd been lacking. That's what I thought. But everybody was like, I was reading on Twitter. People was like, well, he recorded not even on Twitter. I read two reviews of this episode that said Paperboy's new song was on his phone and he needed it back. And I was like, I don't ever remember that nigga saying he recorded a new song. He just said he heard a nigga, he heard the nigga <coughs> singing and he was singing with him. And that was the first right, time yeah. he kind of found like inspiration and heard it felt himself. like that person who who had lost his inspiration. Absolutely. And, yeah. and in him, and he was talking like he found it in that moment. Right. And in that moment, he recorded it, but he never put it down nowhere. And then, like, he's been, he said, yeah, writer's block. Then he was like, man, I don't know if I'm, a, like, I need that because I don't know if I'm going to find it again. But also, it's like he has the, he, all of the stuff that's on the phone that he never released that's the old him. That might be the only way he can identify himself right now. This is who Paperboy is. So I have to keep remembering that this is who I am. This is who I was. This is who I am. I'm supposed to be. Even though I have all these new experiences that make me feel like I'm a new, different Paperboy. Yeah. Unrecognizable. Now, um, I also didn't see any. I don't understand this. I don't understand why I'm reading reviews about this episode. And there are certain things we discussed that I didn't hear. But specifically, nobody took down the song lyrics. Nobody talked about the song lyrics from Wiley. Oh, I got the song lyrics right here. They were easy. How did you? How do you not discuss that part? That's like one of the biggest moments in this that, in the episode. That night, that song was already on SoundCloud. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. where I got the lyrics from. I'm sitting there listening on side. You can go listen to it right now on SoundCloud. That's what's up. So, like, like can we go through these lyrics? I ain't the best fucking poet. Yes, I used to rap, but poetry is different. It's just a different monster to me. Absolutely. So I, t- I had to type. You you said you got the lyrics, though, even though I typed yeah. them out. So I guess correct me when I'm wrong. Or um. So he says, there's a fire on the mountainside. I can see the smoke rising. The ocean blue, they already do. What, what did? Because that part muffled for me. Is that what he said? Yeah, the ocean. Yeah, the oceans blooms. They already do. They say the they tide say is turned. Yeah. I swear I saw the other side. I never wanted less because I don't need more. I don't want more. You were my mirror, my best friend. We used to be one in the same, but now my hero is gone and left me here to play this evil game. I swear I saw the other side. I never needed less. Because I don't need more. I don't want more of you. Yeah, I didn't get it. Like I tried to like make sense of it in the moment, but I mean, it was I, above my head. I thought he was basically just saying that you people want people people strive to get to greener pastures, and then when you do, you realize it's not what you thought it was going to be. It's not what you expected, and you kind of lose yourself. Like, maybe Paperboy's hero, like the hero that was, like Paperboy, you say you looked in the mirror. So you're seeing yourself when you look in the mirror. You see yourself. You see the person that you want to be or you're striving to work to be, right? So Paperboy was trying to be this big rapper, right? 
But when you achieve that, kind of like the big to me, the becoming the rapper, the ultimate goal is kind of like the hero. But once you become that, there is no hero because you're now in that position. And all of the evils and the shit that you have to deal with at the top of there come rushing in now. So the shit that you weren't aware of that would happen when you achieved this, when you got to this, this point, now are things that you have to fight with. Also, you're having all these new experiences and you don't know how to feel about them. And you're also losing yourself. I think it's why a lot of rappers or actors, or, and I don't want to say actors, but I'll say rappers specifically. Let's stick with rappers. I think it's why a lot of rappers, their first album is so good because it comes from hunger. It comes from struggle. But their second albums, if, there, if, if there's been no self-reflection, if there's been no growth, if they've just been touring and doing bullshit, what do they have to write about? That right. hunger is gone. That struggle is gone. Who are you? What is your identity now? You not the struggling nigga from the streets that was selling whatever anymore. You know, you are a millionaire. You are a superstar. You have fans. You do shit on television. White people throw themselves at you. This, this isn't the same person who recorded that music before. So it's like, I guess for me in the song when he's saying like, I swear I saw the other side. I saw the fame. I saw the shit. I never wanted less. Like, it's it's either like saying, I've never realized how much I want to go back now. Because I definitely don't want any more. I'm good with that. I don't want any fucking more. Or it could be saying, I never wanted less as the reason I was working so hard to get to this level is because I never wanted less. I always wanted more. And now I have more and I don't really want it. Somebody deeper right. than me know how to look at this one. <laughs> the, the song, Likewise, bro. Likewise. I, I just like, like for me, it was just like, I need to figure this out because this, there's something else here and I'm yeah. missing it. See, for me, like the whole, the whole episode was about being disconnected. That's why I feel like the thing was so personal. Like everybody was disconnected. The, the core group, no matter what they've been through, even when they don't been at odds with each other, they've always been connected. So you start off by seeing, you know, what people weren't earned, right? That that you see that little bit of disconnect between between them. Uh, Darius is trying to go on an adventure that keeps getting shut down each time. And hell, the first two seasons is, is full of people just jumping on Darius's adventures, right? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Aaron and Van, like, he's trying to contact Van. And even when they're at their worst, he can't, but he's, you see he's been contacted for days, and there's nothing. So, like, the the core group that at some point has always been connected, at this point, they all are getting a lot of the things that they said they wanted, but they feel further apart than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, just it was just that's why I feel like it was just like the most personal like episode, even though it was like it wasn't a lot going on and and it was small, but it like it had that impact. It just felt like that. I feel like those are the ones that for me, those are the ones that stick with me the most, though, where they are so subtle with the messaging. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So after Wiley sings his song, he's like, thank you for seeing me. And he gets up. I thought it was funny. 
and I don't again, I don't know if I'm thinking too much into this, but Paperboy this and the, the way this kind of happened. So Ern comes up with the idea that Paperboy should go talk to Wiley and they record him admitting that he took the phone. So then they have the proof to then force him to give them the phone back because he's incriminated himself, right? When uh-uh. Paperboy goes in to talk to Wiley, Wiley's like, I think you have a plan to record me. Now, I don't know if those walls are thin as fuck or Wiley is just 10 steps ahead of them at every chess move, but this is also because of Wiley's a ghost. I'm telling y'all this nigga's a ghost. <laughs> and Wiley says, to, <laughs> Wiley says to them, he says to Paperboy oh. specifically, I know you want to record me, but I don't think you're going to find what you're looking for from that. And I'm like, is he making fun of the fact that Paperboy recorded whatever he thinks he heard on the dock that inspired him and whatever he's been looking for for seven months, he's not going to get it from that. You know what's going to happen, right, Mike, is that it's going to be, like, that really is going to be a thing, like, that it was a ghost. Oh, yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Brandon's going to hit us up at, like, <laughs> three bucks and be like, I told y'all niggas. <laughs> uh, so, um, it, it's a ghost from Paperboy's future. It's the future's past ghost. <laughs> it's the future's past ghost. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh man, it's I, the curse of whiteness. I hope so now. Like, like I Al is experiencing so whiteness as a rapper. Okay, so yeah, but I, I was like, is this a tongue-in-cheek comment that he's making about Paperboy recording him? To help him find his phone, which houses Paperboy's self that he's been unable to find. And Wiley's like, hey, you know, just randomly recording shit isn't gonna help you find what you're looking for, right? Like that shit you recorded on the docks. Yeah. Yeah, that other disconnect. I forgot about that. Just paperboy from the damn stuff. Like yeah. the whole everybody. So um Wiley gets up and he bounces and he just leaves and folks leaves as well. Folks are just out. So they go and they get back on the bus. Socks feels bad. He's like, hey man, I'm sorry that I one I almost said nigga. I almost said I'm gonna kill that nigga upstairs. But two, I'm really sorry, you know, that I wild out. I just, you know, really, really hate when stuff like this happens and it's kind of want to help. Just wanted to help, you know what I'm saying? Are we cool? And everybody's like, Yeah, we cool. They go and get on the bus. And Socks pulls the fucking phone out because they described it as a phone with a gold case. He pulls the phone out, it's not even on. Yeah, because he turned phone, it off. Yeah. yeah, and he goes and he tosses it in the trash. Throws can. it in the trash. Now, this is what, and, I, and, I, and like Socks throwing it in the trash can is one thing, right? But this is what pissed me off. He turns around and he skips back to the bus to get on it. Not mm-hmm. one ounce of this dirty some bitch feels any remorse for anything he just put all of them through tonight. Dog, he's so trash. Now I want. I gotta. We gotta get socks out of here, man. I'm what is socks' motivation? I don't know. It's. I think I know what it is. I mean, I think I know what what some of the things are. I have no clue. I think. Yeah, I was also. I I think it's kind of basic. I think sometimes there are people around you who just stir shit up to stir shit up. Like they are eight. They they like the term. They are just agents of chaos. They do shit just to fuck with you. They do shit just to bring you down when they see you are doing like great shit or um, amazing stuff. Right? They're there <laughs> to knock you off your game to like re- to to just make themselves feel better because they're jealous or they're envious 
or whatever Sox's motivation is. The same way that Sox overcompensated going after that Asian woman to prove his black supportness. Now he's he's he he's fucking with Paperboy just to throw him off. And I think it is to make him feel better because he's jealous. I think it's just something to fucking do because he's white and he's fucking with a black person, honestly. I am fucked up, but I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm not. Like, people do this shit, dog. People will try to destroy you from within your own circles. And what, like, what makes more sense than a a white guy with a hairline all the way back and where his rat tail should be trying to destroy the sex of a a black rapper who is, like, in this white country just kind of rolling around, like, doing whatever he wants to? It's, it to me, it's just like like socks is just there to to be a saboteur. I mean, that's I so crazy. Uh, socks is crazy. It's not like it's unprecedented, but it's crazy. Socks is crazy though. We already know that. <laughs> we knew that this is last also episode. true. It's crazy. For episode three socks is crazy. And <laughs> so, and what's funny is I saw somebody mention like Tracy was kind of this character in season two. Tracy Tracy was there being Tracy, yes. But his presence in general threw a wrench between the relationship between Paperboy and Earn. And also, Tracy was not there to do anything productive for them at all. Every time he was with Tracy, they just got into some shit. The only difference for me is I do, I do feel like Tracy was being Tracy. I feel like with Sox, Sox is deliberately fucking with being malicious yes yeah completely malicious tracy was just a hood ass nigga socks is socks wants to be down but again this boy called himself the white liam neeson and wanted to say nigga this episode he wants to be part of the team but to make himself more important to the team he's also being a fucking agent of chaos and he's undercutting and sabotaging shit there's a part of me that initially thought that he was going to like when he pulled the phone out that he was going to make himself like the hero like I found it you know it don't work though bro huh you know that wouldn't work with them right though I mean I know it wouldn't but that's what I initially thought he was going to do Mm -hmm. so you think he's like Munchausen by proxying Paperboy? Yes. <laughs> Dog, that's I mean that's a that's a great example. Like I'm Mike, that's skipping that's skipping back to the fucking bus. Is yeah. what took him from oh misguided to malicious trash. He had no fucking remorse. He had no empathy at all. He it, like for him it was just like, up oh, now the job's done. And he went back and got on the fucking bus and smoked a blunt with them. Yeah, that's wild. He did this after Truly. apologizing to Paperboy, knowing he had the phone in his fucking pocket. Like, you could see the look on this man's face of defeat, not being able to find his phone. He relished in everything he saw Paperboy going through that night. The whole crew. Not to mention, he put on that act. Loudest nigga in the room, usually be the one y'all need to pay attention to. He's not trash. Wrong. He's trash, and uh, he happens to be white this season. with this season. Like, I still don't know why they let him roll with them, honestly. He ain't providing nothing. Tittyless strip clubs is not a good enough reason to be able to ride <laughs> on our tour bus. Um, no. Good night. 
And yeah, that's all I got for this episode. So, anybody got anything so else? I, you still said titty list though. Like, just that's like, really funny to me. I'm not gonna front. Just no titty. Like, <laughs> they the ones who said since 2003. <laughs> <laughs> they the ones who said they don't enjoy uh, coochies and crumpet. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like. I mean, Coochies I and crumpets. I understand, man, but it was just the, the again, it was just the titty list. That hey. part. I don't know why it got me so well, much. <laughs> sprinkle me, sir. Sprinkle <laughs> <laughs> Bro, sprinkle me, daddy. Should have been the name of the episode, sprinkle, first of all. <laughs> sprinkle me, sir. <laughs> why, sir? Oh, that's too good. <laughs> okay. Oh, and uh, Van did respond. She gave a, th- a thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, but fuck Van right now, too, bro. You can't come to this country with us and then just disappear. Like, you my child's she mother. Said, Bye, niggas. What is you doing? Jesus. Okay, man. This has been this has been our Atlanta Review, Episode 5. Yeah. Uh, cancer attack. They'll do anything for the paper boy. All right. <laughs> Shout out to the little homie. Yeah, he was, <laughs> oh, oh, he's man. a real one. Yeah, yo, can we replace him? Like replace socks with him? He's a real Please. one. Please. Yes, he is a real one. Yeah. Uh he probably gonna die though for real. He's okay. gonna be a ghost by the end of the season. He had a cancer attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be that's like, the ghost in the episode. Y'all was wondering about it him. <laughs> It's got to be stage five cancer, bro. Like, it's cancer attack. You just have a random cancer attack. Cancer attack. We still here, nigga. Like, you can't just, what? No, this, this, this is the end. You gonna disappear like all boy from season one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, y'all. We will highlight y'all next time. Where's my 40 Acres podcast? Atlanta Review, season three. Yeah. I, I don't watch previews for the next episode, so I have no idea. I don't either. What, they're gonna, what it's going to be. Can't wait. And I don't Doesn't care. I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Till then, we'll holler at y'all. Peace. Fuck socks. <laughs> Forever. <laughs>